My story is about spring camping uh, nearly 60 years ago. Um, and this is from um, my memory as a three to five year old, along with my older brother who was a year older than I am. But uh, <clears throat> way back in the early 1960s, uh, there used to be a lot of families that went on spring camping. Can I see how many people have ever, ever experienced spring camping? I see several hands going up. Awesome. <laughs> but um, back in the 1960s, um, the only foreign transportation that we primarily had was uh, by dog team. And um, so the picture that you see up there, uh, would <laughs> that would be our primary foreign transportation out to our spring camp. And often my dad would take off, uh, load up the gear, load up uh, stoves, camp, uh, camp tent, tents, sleeping bags, uh, pots and pans, and. Um, the dog pots and everything else, he'd make, uh, make a trip out to the spring camp, camping location, which was about 20 miles uh, southwest of Mar southeast of Marshall. <clears throat> and then on the next trip that he would make with the dog team was um, dragging a uh, boat on top of the snow. Uh, but that would take uh, probably a day to get there and uh, some time to get back, and then he'd make another trip for to come back and pick us up, which was a family of uh, uh, my dad being the primary driver, my mom, um, and then myself and my older brother, uh, along with our other camping essentials that we need. And during that time, all we'd have, um, all my mom brought, brought to the spring camp was 50 pounds of flour, uh, some sugar, rice, coffee, tea, and a few other little essentials. One, one essential was the sourdough pot, and we needed that out there. And um, <clears throat> we'd leave in mid-April, and then at times we wouldn't get back until about June 10th after the ice lift on the Yukon River, uh, which we can hear from the spring camp. And the primary reason people went on spring camping was for uh, muskrats. People harvested muskrats in large, large numbers. Uh, to this day, I can't, I can't fathom uh, harvesting 1,000 muskrats. And um, when we were out in camp, that's all we'd primarily eat, muskrats, mus muskrats, dried muskrat, muskrat soup. <laughs> Uh, muskrat, every which way that my mother could possibly prepare muskrat. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's like that, like the shrimp um, in the Forrest Gump movie. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was a wonderful time to be out there. Uh, this, the, the events that have occurred through this spring reminded me a lot of what we went through out there. It was, uh, sometimes we'd have bright sunny days, sometimes we'd have freezing cold temperatures, sometimes we'd have uh, rain, sometimes we'd have snow. <coughs> um, but uh, we spent a good 30, 40 days out there, out in the middle of nowhere, along with other family members, of course. Uh, there'd be two or three family members that would accompany us. All of our meals were primarily communal. We would share amongst each other all the essentials that uh, we'd bring, perhaps fry bread and uh, sourdough pancakes and, and of course, mus muskrat. <laughs> 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 um, 
but we'd be out there for for a good 30, 40 days. And um, one time a bear came into camp. And um, the guys used to they, they the guys used to go out hunting in the evening, late in the evening. Whenever you take a drive down here at, at the boat harbor and the water that you see out there, the lakes, you can see the muskrats swimming and their their primary time that they're out is uh, towards late evening, early morning. <coughs> um, but the guys would, uh, the men would often go and, you know, of course, being a two, three-year-old, four-year-old, being severely attached to my, my dad, I would bawl my eyes out and throw it, tantrum and fit and get on the ground and every which way, because I wanted to go with them. <coughs> but uh, they would go off and leave us at camp uh, pretty much by ourselves along with the, our mothers and um, our little cousins that were about the same age. And a bear, bear came to camp. And, and of course, all the dogs, they were just raising a ruckus and barking and, and uh, trying to break their chains. And all the ladies at camp were banging their pots and pans. And we were hollering, blah, 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 every which way possible that we can uh, scare the bear away from camp. <clears throat> but um, the trip. Uh, we'd, hear, we'd often hear the um, Yukon River break up from our, from our camp, and that was a good signal that it was time to go back back to Marshall. So that would be another trip, another 20-mile trip, but this time the dogs weren't pulling us. So we get in the boat, and then we have to go over several portages in order to get to waterways to where we can um, go across lakes to make it, make it a little bit easier. And we'd have to go through several portages and finally get to the Yukon River. And then we'd be the first ones to get brought back to Marshall. Um, then the dogs and then the, all the heavy stuff like the stove. The stoves were like 250, 200 pounds. <clears throat> and all the, all the other gear. Then we were off to uh, summer fish camp. but. It, it was a wonderful time to be out there. We learned a lot of lessons. We saw what we exactly live today, all the sharing that we have amongst each other, all the importance of family, all the importance of supporting each other, all the, all the importance of working together. And I see a lot of that today. And I really, really, it warms the heart to see that everybody continues that culture and tradition of caring for each other and also um, feeding each other and watching out for each other. Thank you very much.